you can't just create motivation. I think motivation is a byproduct of sticking to your routine, being disciplined, and then uh, starting to see progress from that discipline and from that routine. And then ultimately, your motivation for that task will, will come naturally. It'll be a byproduct of those two things. Hello and welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Each week I host live Q&As where I present on a topic to help footballers and strength conditioning coaches with practical knowledge. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel to receive a notification and never miss a live podcast. If you're a returning podcast listener and you love the show, please show support by rating the show. It goes a long way into helping us reach more listeners. Let's get into today's episode. Make sure to stick around to the very end as I provide a free AFL workout and power tip designed to give you confidence and an insight into what it takes to play AFL. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the High Performance Podcast for AFL athletes and staff. I will be discussing how to maximize your AFL performance um, if you want to improve both your uh, repeat high-intensity efforts for the season 2024, as well as endurance, then this is absolutely the podcast episode for yourself. If you're tuning in on TikTok, Instagram Live, or on YouTube, feel free to send through any questions uh, around football physical preparation. More than happy to add. So we had a question that I'll answer a little bit later on from our Instagram story around motivation. So I'll uh, make sure to answer that in great detail. Um, but we've got four key topics that I've broken down to maximize your AFL preseason, they are funnel periodization, which I'll explain, the goals of a, of a successful preseason for a Australian rules footballer, uh, and example of my favorite workouts, both from an aerobic point of view to improve critical speed and improve your aerobic capacity, but as well as your anaerobic um, power, so repeat speed work and anaerobic threshold. And of course, injury mitigation, uh, one of the important aspects of having a successful preseason is consistency, of course, so being able to complete at least 80% of the preseason. So if you have a four-week hammy and your preseason goes for 12 weeks, makes it really challenging, of course, to uh, reach your peak fitness. So we want to maximize your ability to mitigate injuries. And over my time working in VAFA, the Victorian Amateur League in local football, uh, grassroots footy, uh, state league football in VFL, both at Box Hill Hawks as well as uh, Casey Demons, and also AFL level at Hawthorne Football Club and Melbourne Football Club. I've seen my fair share of pre-seasons and you start to uh, get a sense of what's applicable at any level, whether you're playing juniors, NAB league, amateur, professional, the highest level. Uh, There's some trends there that uh, I will share with you all. So not only to mitigate injury, but also uh, trends at allowing your pre-season to transfer into a successful in-season for you to perform your best for your team. So, and ultimately, that's what preseasons are all about. Uh, they're not all about 2K time trials. They're all about hitting a max bench. All those things are nice. Uh, however, we want to make sure that ultimately you're doing it all for your football performance. So, um, thank you for those that have sent in through his questions. Do you think there is such a thing as peaking fitness too early? Absolutely. That's something I would, I'll talk about today. Timing your run, there is definitely a thing, and that's where. Uh, making sure you have a good off-season, a good rest, a good break. Uh, you fill up your energy and um, that, from a motivation point of view, is really important. But also from a physical point of view, that you want to make sure you got the mechanical load down on your joints so you're not doing uh, massive Ks in the off-season. Um, 
how do I increase your agility in the gym? Best place to increase your agility, true agility, which has a reactive component, is uh, doing small-sided handball games. Um, so you want to be reacting to a stimulus as close to your position. So for like inside mids, things like stoppage positions, for key forwards reacting by trying to get away from your defender, uh, and for defenders, of course, reacting by uh, reading the ball and being able to um, track the ball as well as track your your forward that you're playing on while positioning yourself on the field. So uh, position-specific agility is the key. Agility in the gym. <clears throat> the gym is mainly a place where we want to build our physical capacities and develop your efficient movement patterns, uh, but it is general in nature. It's not, gonna, it's not highly specific to... Uh, on field so we want to just improve your strength improve your power improve your speed improve your movement mechanics in the gym and then ultimately practice uh, your key movement patterns at high intensity with reactive stimuluses in skills and in your conditioning uh, and warm up on, on field hey there i just want to take a short break to announce that we are thrilled to present a game-changing workshop for australian rules footballers the practical application of elite sports nutrition for afl athletes with renowned afl sports dietitian ben parker from the gold coast suns in this 60-minute masterclass online we'll dive deep into the world of elite sports nutrition tailored specifically for afl athletes You'll discover how to optimize your nutrition to enhance performance, gain muscle mass, boost recovery, and maintain peak condition throughout the demanding AFL season. This is for all ages and all football levels, whether you're playing grassroots, state level, or of course, if you're a professional athlete. If you're wanting to purchase your ticket, there's 40 left. Um, there'll be a great opportunity to also have a send in your questions and individualize your nutrition program so if this is something that interests you click the link in the show notes it's also in our instagram bio to claim your spot thanks guys now back to the rest of the episode firstly i just want to go through the instagram story um that uh, one of our followers posted and that was a it's a good segue for this topic and and it's basically around motivation how do you get motivation to start pre-season or just training in general so great question Typically, if you have had a good break uh, and you're out of a routine, which I do recommend in off-season for at least two to four weeks, depending on how long your season went for, um, but minimum of one to two weeks where you have no structured training and then typically a two-week build-up before you start really getting into training uh, and following a structured plan is my approach. And, uh, and generally speaking, that's the general approach in the AFL. Uh, and the key with that is you, you can't just create motivation. I think motivation is a byproduct of um, sticking to your routine, uh, being disciplined, and then uh, starting to see um, progress from that discipline and from that routine. And then ultimately, your motivation for that task will, will come naturally. It'll be a byproduct of those two things. So discipline. You're going to need to be disciplined to get back into routine. And then once you're in routine, there'll be times, particularly in pre-season, where it's uh, putting high stress, high strain on the body, um, and you're under a, you should be under a, a solid amount of fatigue and accumulation of fatigue throughout pre-season, particularly January, February. So naturally, your motivation at time, because you won't be peaking, um, can be down. So being um, disciplined enough to, to see it through and grind out the work. Uh, and then ultimately, when you peak and taper off going into in-season, you get that recovery 
early in the in the week and then you put in some good training blocks in the gym and on the field and you go through that cycle of playing a majority of the loads in season come from your games for the week around 50-60%. Um, you're getting that reward because now you're playing football on a weekly basis. Hopefully you're performing well and you're getting wins with your teams. There's plenty of rewards in season. Pre-season is a little bit different. You're setting, setting yourself up for success. You're putting in the work. You're in the grind. So naturally, you're not going to get as much reward. Sometimes you might get your strategy roll with your 2K time trial or your strength testing, your power testing, and you don't even get rewards there. Um, for those NAB league, you, you're doing your combine tests and you might just have a bad day. So that can be another time that can dint your, your motivation. Uh, but the key aspect is that you stick to your routine. You know that you have uh, created for yourself that know that you know that works, uh, and that you keep putting in the work, and you're really focusing on key aspects of your game um, that are going to help you perform in your role. Uh, so that's my take on motivation. It's not something I think you can create and do like a goal setting task, and you're suddenly going to wake up with motivation. It's going to be a constant thing that you're going to work on. You're going to build. Um, resilience in terms of being disciplined during challenging times. You're going to have setbacks in your career. So there's going to be times where your motivation's up and down. The key, and for those that really develop, is that they're consistent uh, and they don't let their emotions sort of drive their actions. Um, they just stick to the routine that they know works well for them. So that's my take on that question. Fantastic question. And if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to the podcast, head over to our YouTube channel and feel free to comment on this video uh, any follow-up questions and I'm more than happy to uh, add them. I'll get back to you within 24 hours. I always love seeing comments on, on these videos. So make sure to, if you've got any questions that you want or follow-up queries, feel free to uh, hit me up on this YouTube video. Uh, you can even do that on, on our podcast on Spotify now as well. There's a question section in the description of the podcast uh, there as well. And that's sent through to me on, on email. If you don't want to do either of those two, you just want to simply email me, keep it private, more than happy with that, or direct message me on Instagram as well. Um, so moving into our first key topic, funnel periodization. So if, you, if anyone that doesn't know what a funnel is, just Google it. But essentially, it's an image. It starts with a high top where you can pour in um, your whatever your uh, product is that you're trying to filter down into. Let's say you're trying to put some powder, you're trying to mix powders together, uh, or you're trying to mix a, a meal and you're making a recipe and you want to um, be precise, that funnel will start big at the st and then it will go down into a smaller um, little piece at the bottom so you can accurately um, precisely put in the content on the other end. That visual, that funnel where it's big at the top and small at the bottom is how I like to look at uh, periodization for Australian rules football. Uh, uh, was first exposed to this periodization model from Andrew Russell, who's been a high performance manager in the AFL for a long time, uh, and I believe it's a it's a common periodization approach in in athletics. Uh, things like especially events where you need to be fast uh, and you also need to be, have endurance. So that hybrid athlete, which is exactly an AFL footballer, um, not a hundred meter sprinter, where you need to peak top speed um, and you're not a marathon runner where you need to have really high endurance qualities you need to have you need to be a generals ultimately um, and you need to be able to be strong fit fast jump be agile um, have a bit of body weight around you to, for some body armor so there's many things that you need uh, different to some other team sports where they're specialists like rugby union you've got your props uh, you got your halfbacks 
So those positions, they, their physical training is very individual to them. The best training for Australian football is general in nature, and we want to make sure we're targeting all areas of the game uh, over pre-season every week. So we're not just doing like a classic block periodization where you work on perhaps critical speed, which is slow running for long duration, then an aerobic block where you're working at a little bit faster pace, uh, and then moving into a threshold pace where you're working at above your your testing speed, like your 2K time trial, moving it above that pace. Then you might move into anaerobic threshold where you're now doing high intensity efforts with uh, low uh, with high rest periods, things like repeat 300 meter, 400 meter efforts. Uh, and then ultimately repeat speed. We don't want to go through those blocks. We want to work on all those qualities throughout preseason um, together. Yes, we want to have we want to prioritize those qualities. And typically in November, December, we're prioritizing more of the aerobic work, longer intervals, building that base uh, while we're building our resilience with the football. And then uh, over the Christmas and over January, we're developing our uh, threshold and, and aerobic work. So we're transferring that. Uh, oxygen, where we're uh, increasing our VO2 max, increasing our mitochondria from the aerobic development into more uh, high-intensity efforts, repeat high-intensity efforts, so moving at a faster pace and allowing longer rest periods. And then, yes, we'll be doing more repeat speed work, high-intensity efforts closer to the season uh, with longer rest period to allow for the body to, to recover and, and keep that quality up. But it doesn't mean when we're doing repeat speed, we're not doing any aerobic work. We're always working on all those qualities. So, Hopefully that's really clear. As a as a footballer, you should be sprinting every week of preseason, not just February uh, when you're a month out from games. Should be the first. You should be sprinting at least every week uh, at above ninety percent. You should be doing um, long aerobic uh, work uh, once a week, where your heart rates at, at a pretty sustained low to moderate level, but you're working over a longer duration. Uh, and you should be working on repeat speed every week as well, so interval based trading uh, to complement the game um reason being why funnel the funnel periodization works where we're working on all those general areas and then we're just getting a little bit more specific as we get close to the season compared to block work where we just do things in isolation and then we stop doing uh, the other blocks is because you're when you're not if you're only doing critical speed in november and then you don't do it again um for six months all that work you did over that four weeks box pretty much detrained and, and dissipates. Whereas if we're working on a little bit of everything with a key focus on one of those qualities, we're able to maintain all our work, our quality work, while constantly um, polishing up another one. That's the key uh, with Australian football to be in a uh, football fitness shape. Um, doesn't mean that you're going to be at, two, you shouldn't be. For example, this is you, sh- you wouldn't want to be 2K peak fitness in July, for example. You want to be game in July, you do, and conversely, you um, wouldn't want to have uh, game fitness in November because otherwise you pr- you're playing a lot of football and perhaps you're going to be joint compromised uh, doing that year after year. So we want to have a good balance over the time where we're focusing on more our metabolic stuff, our our conditioning, energy system development, and there's other times where we want to focus on maintaining those collars and focusing on more mechanical load. Axel D cells. I do most of our loads with football to prepare us best for the game. So that's the key when it comes to conditioning for team-based sports, more specifically Australian rules football. Next one, um, goals of pre-season. Well, from a fitness point of view, 
Um, I, br- I like to break it down into work on your aerobic work, so how well um, you can move and um, and provide the body from that training uh, at a high intensity pace. Uh, sorry, at low intensity pace. And conversely, when our anaerobic work, where we're relying on more our lactate and our energy system and glycolytic energy system to be able to um, go at above aerobic paces, so those stores will allow you to um, work at high intensity. Um, so make sure you're working on both those qualities, uh, and for the goals of preseason is ultimately to peak um, that those those qualities as you get closer to the um, the first like around March when you're starting games. Um, other goals of preseason, I like athletes to be able to hit their two k time trial targets in January. Um, so they can move on from focusing on the stress of a 2K time trial target and focus on their their football performance. Uh, we don't want to be thinking about 2K time trials in February and March. So make sure you do your Christmas program and you hit your target that your uh, SNC coach. Other goal of preseason is to make sure you engage um, your coaches for feedback uh, every couple of weeks and you have a clear focus from a tactical technical area that you're working on and that you engage with your fitness staff to make sure that the gym work that you're doing and the fitness work that you're doing is maximizing your uh, role in the team so if if you don't know what role you're going you've gone to a new club or you've gone to a new um, team and you don't know what position you're going to be playing in and, and perhaps you won't have that answer from the coaches either because they're um, working you out they're working out the team um, then you want to make sure that you work on your strengths not just your weaknesses so um, yes, we're on top of those weaknesses, but ultimately it's your strength that's going to let you play your best football and it's probably uh, going to be the reason you're picked in that certain position is because of your strength. So making sure that you're constantly working on increasing those strengths to the best that they can be while um, bringing up your uh, weaknesses as well. Um, so get constant feedback and make sure you've got an action list on how to work on those um, areas of focus. Uh, and then, more importantly, because it is a general sport, don't get too caught up on if you need to gain a couple of muscle, a couple of kilos of muscle. Doesn't mean that the cross training and the conditioning is uh, has no value. Like I said, AFL is a, a general sport. We want to make sure that you're working on all these qualities. You just may have one key area that you're putting in a little bit more effort in because you know it's an area that you really needed to work on to either get into the team or to play your best. Um, play at your best for the team. So we want to make sure that you're not just um, avoiding the work, the things that you think is counterproductive. You can get stronger and fitter at the same time. Um, so making sure that you're valuing all areas of the game because ultimately if you've put on a couple of kilos but you've lost your ability to get to contests, then you're not going to win those contests. Um, so we want to make sure that you've got work model. And conversely, for someone that um, is only working on improving their running, you don't want to just stop doing your, your strength program because you feel like that's going to hinder your ability to run. You want to make sure you're still working and getting in um, getting in the work that's going to allow you to be your best well-rounded athlete. Example of my favorite workouts. For this one, I'm going to um, label them in the show notes. So listen to this podcast uh, and in the show notes, there'll be a link and that will go straight to a website blog post where I've listed my favorite workouts both for improving your critical speed, your aerobic speed, uh, sorry, your aerobic capacity, your uh, anaerobic, both short intervals, longer intervals, uh, and uh, and repeat speed. So for those five key areas, which are the five key areas of Australian rules football, 
um, make sure to head to the show notes, which is the description section of Spotify and iTunes. If you can't find a link, just direct message me on wherever you're listening to this on social media or on YouTube, and I'll send you a link directly that will um, show you my favorite workouts to get develop those qualities. And then injury mitigation, I like to think of the 80-20 rule. So um, there's alarm bells when an athlete comes back from off-season and they look out of really out of shape uh, that you you started to hear things that you haven't let, that they haven't um, worn their football boots, they haven't kicked the football, they haven't done they, all they've done is just straight line trial runs. They haven't been in the gym, or maybe they've been in the gym, but they've only done upper body beach weights. Um, so they are not prepared for the football pre Christmas block. Same for when you have your Christmas break, two to three weeks away from your training from your football club. Um, we don't want to make that mistake. You want to make sure that you, you're catching up with mates, you're doing football drills, in, even if it's in a group of four, uh, where you're kicking, you're changing direction, you're jumping up for the mark, um, you're doing small handball games where you're working on an axel diesel reactive work, you're doing sprints, uh, you're keeping your kicking loads up. All of these things are really important to prevent injuries such as hamstrings, particularly sprinting at about 90%, change your direction load, particularly your groins, uh, really important and maintain your, your groin loading, which you're not going to get from straight line running. Kicking the football, really important for keeping your quads and your hip flexors conditioned. Uh, if you, and particularly if you're a forward or, you, or you've got a big kick, you want to make sure you're, you're getting those roost kicks in uh, where there's a lot of force that goes through the quad. So kicking the, keeping your kicking loads up two, three times a week. So every time you go for a run, you should start with 15, 20 minutes of general football craft where you're working on your hands, working on your kicking, working on your marking, and you're doing some form of football drills. That's really important. I would say about three to four weeks before your preseason starts or before you come back from the post-Christmas break. Uh, so that's really important. The other thing that can be an issue, uh, and I say more often than not, people get soft tissue injuries in preseason because they haven't done the work over the off-season. But the other one that we do see from time to time is if, if for that one athlete, that maybe it's their last year on the contract or the coach um, – has given them a, some strong feedback where they need to get a lot fitter and work really hard this preseason, or just the athlete is a hard worker and they've, in previous years they've had injuries and they've had disruptive preseasons and now their body's healthy and they want to have a big preseason and they go above and beyond what they normally would. Um, and every session they're going as hard as possible um, and they look amazing. That's when the alarm bells start to ring with the ones that really dominate preseason early on. Um, that can be also an issue because it's not sustainable over 12 weeks. Um, so that's where the 80% comes in. We want to make sure you're at every session, um, you're doing the work, you're sticking to your consistency, um, you are working hard, but it's uh, of a consistent nature and it's um, within your um, normal levels that you were doing. So if you were only doing two preseason sessions last year and now you've gone to three, make sure you don't just go... Um, go above and beyond with your work rate and also you want to make sure you equate for that extra session that you're doing each week by doing uh, extra recovery work whether that be um, going to the beach getting into the water doing a sauna ice bath whatever it might be if you're doing extra work make sure that you're uh, allowing your body to recover then you're working in that's it for this week. If you've got any follow-up questions or you want to follow our program, there's a two-week free trial. Just click the link in our Instagram bio or in the show notes. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week on the show. Hi, I'm Jack McLean, an AFL football strength and conditioning coach. And I want to introduce you to the Prepare Like a Pro Academy. 
Our Academy is a subscription-based platform where you can sign up to be a part of our community. If you get to the end of each episode of the podcast and are hungry for more, this is for you. Designed for aspiring AFL athletes and staff, you'll receive heaps of bonus weekly content. Learn who the guests are in advance and submit questions. Access to our Facebook group with Jack and other Prepare Like A Pro coaches. You'll be able to receive merchandise, program discounts and freebies and get free access to our live events, exercise technique database and much more. This is a great way for you to support the podcast and it helps me with production and release of epic content for you guys each week. Your contribution goes a long way in making Prepare Like A Pro community possible and just for $5 a week you'll have access to all of this special content released on our Academy forums. There's no lock-in and you can cancel absolutely any time.